Well, 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 here we are again. I'm going to be continuing on the theme we had this morning on bloodlines, namely the difference between so-called free trade, which is nothing but internationalism by the Jew money manipulators, versus free enterprise, which is, technically speaking, has only existed here in America, ever. It has never existed anywhere else on the planet. And we had it here in America in the first hundred years or so before the Jews and their bankster operations were able to take total total control of our economy with the Federal Reserve Bank. Now, we all know that Andrew Jackson did his best to kill that bank and leave our economy alone. But uh, the essence of the American system is that the government is supposed to put the money into circulation. Whether they purchase goods with that money they put into circulation is almost irrelevant. The fact is that money should be put into circulation interest-free. Interest-free. And what uh, what the bankers have done is by issuing money from their private central banks is they have put an interest rate charge on every piece of paper money and whatever money whatever shape money comes in into the existence of by is uh, carries a debt burden okay so uh, that's the major difference and again the uh, the American people and people around the world especially uh, since this has only happened in America only American people seem to be able to comprehend that the government should put the money in circulation rather than private bankers. We don't need private bankers for our money. They're always trying to monopolize the creation and issuance of money. And so we're going to uh, read from the this work by Ron Paul entitled The Hidden Tax. And inflation is, in fact, a hidden tax. It's not called a tax. It's not promoted as a tax. Nobody, uh, nobody benefits from this tax except government and bankers. But yet, this is, that's what inflation really is. And so this document, which I have posted in the chat room, is by Rand Paul. And this... Let me just go through this really quickly. Executive summary. I'll just do some of these bullet points before we get into the meat of the article. The Bureau of Labor Statistics Consumer Price Index, released on January 12, 2021, found that prices had risen 7% in the 12 months prior to December. Now, that's just uh, you know one, one year. in one year, and yet the government claims there's no inflation. Joe Biden claims there's no inflation, or or the Jew-controlled economists say, well, inflation is a good thing because inflation stimulates the economy. Well, no, it doesn't. If it causes prices to rise, the only stimulus is to put money into circulation so that people can buy stuff at a higher price, okay? There's no need to increase the money supply and make stuff cost more. That's the hidden tax. Inflation is therefore 
a hidden tax because it automatically makes goods higher priced. Higher priced. While at the same time, the average worker does not get an increase in pay scale. Uh, those of you who are on Social Security uh, may notice that you might get a half a percent increase in your Social Security check for in the next five or six years. It doesn't nearly compensate for the 7% increase that we're getting. It's probably higher now because inflation is, is ridiculous these days. Anyway, similarly, the... Pr- Producer Price Index final demand release on January 13, 2021, found that prices for business had jumped 9.7% in 2021, the largest calendar year increase in prices for businesses in the history of this index. So why is this? Why is this? It makes, and small businesses are much more affected because they're the la- they're the bottom on the totem pole, and even beneath them are wages and labor, because wages and labor are the last to catch up. Because they cannot raise their they cannot demand more pay without going on strike, and things like that. But small businesses do not have at their disposal. They cannot go lobby Congress. Hey, we small businesses are in trouble. Why tax the corporations instead of taxing us, right? Well, that never happens. The government always pretends to tax corporations, but it never does. So we're we're living on table scraps, folks. The the situation has been reversed. The Canaanite woman who would take table table scraps from the Israelites, now the Canaanites control the money supply, and we're the ones living on table scraps, not them. Their grand theft usury program is in full swing, totally in full swing. And the structural adjustments we were talking about uh, and bloodlines are not in our favor, folks. They're always in favor of the international banksters. As Nobel, and I mentioned Milton Freeman on this morning's show, as the Nobel laureate Milton Friedman suggested in a speech amidst the period of rising prices in the 1980s, inflation can be thought of as a hidden tax for rampant government action. Now, sometimes the government will request the Fed to increase the money supply because it will stimulate the economy in the short run. But because it's inflationary and prices inevitably rise as a result, it's only the short run. And those who spend the money into circulation are the ones who get the immediate benefit of this hidden tax because they're not being taxed by it. The Fed is not being taxed by the money they put into circulation. We are, but they're not. Though the U.S. government has not levied taxes to pay for the $4.9 trillion spent on COVID relief, No, we pay for it in higher prices. The American public must still pay a hidden tax. In an attempt to understand how this tax was levied and how it affects American workers, this report arrived at three key conclusions. So this is Rand Paul, and we'll see if Rand Paul knows what he's talking about. And he does mention the Federal Reserve Bank, which is good. He's not going to mention the Jews, 
but he's going to mention the Federal Reserve Bank. So we get closer and closer as time goes on to the truth. Okay. Number one, COVID-19 stimulus is directly responsible for rising prices. Now, it's interesting because I remember, I think I got two COVID checks in 2020. And, of course, that helped me out personally. But it's still, in the long run, it created inflation. Now, again, the principle of first use, which is not something that's taught in any economics class, the principle of first use is, namely, that whoever puts the money into circulation really reaps current value for the money before inflation. Because it takes a while for the money put into circulation, the new money put into circulation, to filter down and, and raise prices. It takes a little time for that to happen. Usually about six months, I would say. So whoever spends the money, it's, it's like a, a counterfeiter. The counterfeiter prints money, spends it into circulation, and gets full value for that counterfeit money until it's taken out of circulation. Well, the problem with bankers' money is it's never taken out of circulation. It keeps on reducing the value of the money money supply. And, of course, the, those of us at the bottom of the totem pole are, are the ones who uh, experience the full brunt of the devaluation of the money, okay? So whoever spends that money into circulation first gets full value. It takes a while for, uh, for that money to matriculate down into the economy to the poorest of the poor, those of us who are strictly on either welfare or, or uh, Social Security. If you're unlucky enough to have oh, that, that as your only source of income, you will never keep up with inflation. It just ain't going to happen. And that's why the elderly who are on Social Security will uh, have to be eat, eat dog and cat food to make ends meet, right? And they won't be able to pay their rent. Again, and here, here's the hidden uh, trick of the banksters. By sucking you into the welfare state, you become a, uh, how should I put it? Uh, you know, well, you, they put you on the dole. And you become a victim of bankers' communism, okay? So big government, you, it tricks you into accepting big government as your income source, right? That's communism, folks. That's communism. It will never be explained to you in those terms, but that's what it is. Now, we also have corporate communism, corporate welfare, where the banksters bail out mainly Jewish corporations that have gone bankrupt or are getting ready to go bankrupt and giving them an economic stimulus, which is called corporate welfare. And that keeps these corporations afloat. In other words, the old saying, too big to fail. No, that's a misnomer. No corporation is too big to fail. But because these corporations are intrinsically linked in with the Jewish world economy, the Jews can't allow them to fail, so they bail them out. These are bailouts. And the bailouts usually incorporate those failing businesses created by Jews that are either so corrupt or so uh, mismanaged 
that uh, they can't be allowed to fail. Right? That, that's how that works. So if the corporation is not owned by Jews, they will allow that corporation to fail. If it's owned by Jews, they will do everything they can to keep that corporation afloat. So anyway, COVID-19 stimulus directly responsible for rising prices. So that stimulus definitely caused prices to rise. But I, as a recipient of two two of those checks, as I recall, uh, was uh, cashed them immediately and got the principle of first use to my benefit before the inflation kicked in. The money has to circulate through the economy, matriculate down to the bottom level before the full effect of the inflation is realized. Okay, so he says here, the Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco published a study in October 2021 looking at the effects of the American Rescue Plan on price increases. This study concluded that the $1.9 trillion package, let's just round it to $2 trillion, representing just a fraction of the total funds spent on COVID relief. And who spent these funds into circulation? Well, the government borrowed them from the bankster, don't you know? Pushed prices at least 0.3 percentage points higher. What, at an annual rate? Or simply the issuance of this particular package at the time that it was given out? So that's just a small one-time increase. We have uh, we have constant inflation by the government, spending programs up to wazoo, that they always borrow the money from the Fed and other banking institutions. The Federal Reserve has indicated in its December 2021 meeting that they will end their period of COVID stimulus and focus on fighting inflation. Sure they will. Sure they will. If you believe that, I have a bridge over Death Valley to sell to you. Number two, inflation disproportionately harms low and middle income families. Amen to that. But of course, the Democratic Party always says they're going to fight the corporations and tax them. But that never happens. They certainly don't tax the Federal Reserve, which is a private corporation, they allow the Federal Reserve to operate without any interference from government. Bullet point, 71% of households making under $40,000 annually have indicated economic hardships from rising prices as opposed to just 29% of households making $100,000 or more. Now, this is just the economic impact of covid Forget about the health impact and the death impact of COVID, which also affects the economy, puts small businesses out of business, suicides committed by white men who own these businesses, etc., etc. Bullet point number two. Low- and middle-income families spend a larger proportion of their income on high-inflation items, such as gasoline, used cars, and food. Have you noticed the price of food rising lately? <laughs> right? Families in the lowest income quartile spend nearly 40% of their annual income on these three categories. Well, they got to have transportation. They got to have gasoline and, and not just gasoline, but you know, oil, heating oil, natural gas. 
you know, to, to cover their butts when it gets cold. As a means of comparison, families on the top quartile spend only 10% of their annual income on these categories, okay? So uh, it always the uh, inflation always affects the poor the worst. Bullet point number three. The cost of an average tank of gas rose from $25 to $0.32. Cent. Wait a minute. Oh, tank of gas, not price per gallon, sorry. The cost of an average tank of gas, well, how many gallons is that? You know, my truck holds almost 30 gallons. It costs me over $100 to fill the gas tank of my truck. So I I guess the average gas tank is only, what, 10 gallons or less for smaller vehicles? Anyway, the cost of an average tank of gas rose from $25.32 in December 2020 to $38 in December 2021. All right. Well, that's a 40% increase, folks. That's a huge increase in one year. A used car that cost $10,000 in December 2020 cost 13730 in December 2021. So this is really good. This really gives you a, a bird's eye view of how bad the inflation really is. And this is just for 2020 to 2021. A grocery cart that cost $100 in December 2021 cost $106.30. Uh, now that's not too bad. But it's still a 6% increase. Still a 6% increase. While these price increases may seem trivial to wealthy families, this disproportionately burdens low- and middle-income families that spend a much larger proportion of their income on these items. Are you feeling the pinch, Christian Israel? Are you feeling the pinch, patriots? Are you feeling the pinch? Liberals and conservatives. Who's responsible for that? The average person simply believes that inflation happens all by itself. That rising prices cause inflation. No, folks. It's the other way around. Where does this inflation come from? That's the question everybody should be asking, but nobody asks it except us here at Eurofolk Radio and some savvy patriots, and there are a precious few of those. Number three, inflation disproportionately harms small businesses. Bullet point, 82% of small businesses reported raising prices in the last several months. 42% reported raising prices by 20% or more. They have to because their prices increase. They can't take a loss on the goods that they sell, on the wholesale goods they get from China, <laughs> thanks to the Jews, right? They have to pay for those products, and those those products increased by probably 40% or more. So they have to pass this cost on, cost of doing business. If you've ever run a small business, the cost of doing business is deductible by the IRS. That's a, the, the price you pay for your goods, which you turn around and sell to the public. And there's also cost of doing business, which is infrastructure, uh, what, what do you call it, uh, inventory, and it, it costs money 
to keep that inventory in a warehouse. You have to heat the warehouse or air condition it, etc., etc. So inventory is a price that you take into consideration. The IRS allows you to deduct all these costs of doing business if you're self-employed, okay? But if you're a grunt, a peon working in a factory, you don't have, you can't deduct these costs of doing business from your salary. These are automatically added to your paycheck via inflation, and you don't usually get an inflation pay raise as a peon working for a corporation or a factory. Bullet point number two, 45%. In other words, what I'm trying to get at here is that you're being robbed, robbed, robbed by all of these processes all caused by inflation. 45% of small businesses reported taking out a loan to cope with the pressures of inflation in this last year. So, in other words, some of these businesses have had to take out a loan to keep their costs down so that they don't have to raise prices and put themselves out of business. If you raise your prices too high, you will put yourself out of business. Bullet point number three, large corporations have reported consistent profit margins. Okay, why? Because the large corporations have built, they have lawyers to take advantage of tax breaks, which small businesses don't. This report concludes that though no formal tax has been levied to pay for the government's recent spending trends, a hidden, regressive tax has been levied on the American public, charging more from low- and middle-income families and small businesses and less from wealthy families and big businesses. So much for the left-wing governments taxing the rich and benefiting the poor. Folks, it never works that way. That's just propaganda coming from the liberals to make you think that uh, the left-wing government is going to tax the rich and give the benefits to the poor. No, folks, it never happened. The fact is, uh, under liberal governments, left-wing governments in America, the rich have prospered even more greatly than under conservative governments. That's the reality, folks. The hidden tax. The Nobel laureate economist Milton Friedman once said, quote, Before every election, our representatives would like to make us think we are getting a tax break. And they are able to do it while at the same time actually raising our taxes because of a bit of magic they have in their kit bags. That magic is inflation. They reduce the tax rates, but the taxes we have to pay go up because we are automatically shoved into a higher bracket by the effect of inflation. Get it? Get it, America? A neat trick. And he ends the quote by saying, taxation without representation. Of course, the entire welfare state is taxation without representation because they tax the middle class to feed the what uh, the illegal immigrants flooding into America, the blacks who can never ma- manage to make their own businesses work despite government handouts. That's another form of taxation. Inflation pays for that too, folks. Continuing with Rand, while elected officials did not promise tax breaks, 
They did spend $4.9 trillion in COVID-19 stimulus since the beginning of the pandemic. These programs included popular programs geared towards families, workers, and business owners alike, such as the Paycheck Protection Program, the Economic Impact Payment Stimulus Checks, and the Enhanced Unemployment Insurance. Though Congress passed these popular programs without raising taxes, the Americans now faced with the hidden tax that is a risk with any form of government spending, namely inflation, the current state of inflation. Just a day prior to the release of the Bureau of Labor Statistics December Consumer Price Index release, the statistics that indicate the levels of inflation the nation is facing, President Biden, I can't believe there's a guy named Joe Biden who's our president. Oh, my God, we're in trouble. Stated in a press conference that the inflation findings the following day would not reflect today's reality. What does that mean? (laughs) Anything the government says does not reflect today's reality. Tell us something we don't know. While this phrase was intended to explain away what would become the largest price increase in four decades, 7% riot. No, don't worry about it, folks. I'm your president. I got it all under control. It's good for you. And a 7% rise in consumer prices and 9.7% rise in producer prices. This statement holds. It sounds nice. Again, here we go with that dog Latin. Making lies sound like the truth. A simple statistic does not reflect the reality of the struggle small business owners, workers, and consumers have faced in the last year. Why do all these white men commit suicide under COVID? Why? Because their income was destroyed if they didn't die from the shot itself. While Congress was able to unite in 2020 in spending $4.9 trillion, unity does not always lead to virtuous outcomes. And this particular example of unity left Americans with the most difficult economic conditions in recent history. The Bureau of Labor Statistics released the December CPI statistics on January 12, 2021. The release showed prices rising 7% for the 12 months prior to November of 2020. Sorry, yeah, 2021. This marks the largest increase in prices since June of 1982. Ready for more bad news, folks? These price increases were driven largely by energy prices and food prices. In 2021, energy prices as a whole, including electricity, propane, gasoline, and other energy sources, rose 29.3%. Did your Social Security check rise by 29.3%? Did your wages rise by 29%? I don't think so, folks. Gasoline on its own rose 49.6%. Blame the oil companies. They have to cover their expenses. With everything, all other prices rising, including production of petroleum and refinement of petroleum, because everything else is going up, including shipping costs. That's why at the pump, gasoline increased. 49.6%. Whose fault is that? The liberals always blame the oil companies. 
but they're not the ones creating, spending money into circulation, which is the true cause of inflation. For perspective, a tank of gas for the average American in November of 20 cost 25.32. I think I read this earlier as part of the uh, intro. Anyway, the same tank of gas in 2022, uh, we're going to 2020 to 2021, 38.4. This trend is even more shocking considering Americans drove considerably less in 2020 and 2021 than in previous years. Uh, they've got to be subsidizing the airline industry. They have to be because fuel costs must be driving air, airline flights, the cost of an airline ticket higher. But yet the airline industry hasn't really suffered much. Aside from the jump in energy prices, used vehicle prices and food have also been key contributors to the price jump, rising 37 Three percent and six point three percent, respectively. Okay, so uh, I don't know why used vehicle prices would go up. I, possibly because of the increased demand. I'm sure new vehicles are not selling well at all. Who can afford them? Okay, so let's let's jump away from uh, these charts. Okay, and so. In addition to the jumps in CPI, the producer price index final demand found an increase of 9.7% in 2021. So that's the overall uh, raise in inflation. While CPI measures the cost for the average consumer for a basket of consumer goods and services, PPI measures the revenues for goods and services made by American producers and sold for personal consumption, capital investment, government purchases, and exports. Well, these these two figures are always going to be relatively equal. It's just one is going to lag behind the other. You know, as, as retailers and other providers of goods and services have to increase their prices, then the public is going to have to pay more money, right? And uh, that's that's the bottom line. Can where do they come up with this extra ten percent required for you know ju- just to keep up with last year's expenditures? Where are they going to get that ten percent increase from? They don't have the ability to do that. And as I said earlier, what happens is the government steps in, provides welfare, and sucks us into the communist system of the government providing everything for us. A 9.7% increase in producer prices represents the largest increase in a calendar year since the beginning of the measurement in 2010. So this uh, inflation rate or statistic has only been available for roughly 10 years. The largest increases driving this unprecedented jump were energy, food, and transportation. Well, but all that means is that the money put into circulation was produced to pay for these goods, for primarily for these goods, at least at the beginning of the inflation spiral. So he really hasn't gotten into the cause of inflation. We're halfway through this article, and he really hasn't discussed what really causes inflation. 
He continues, these trends are not just isolated to government statistics. A recent poll by Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Businesses Project found that, one, 86% of polled small business owners are concerned about inflation, as they well they should be. 84% have seen an increase in operating costs. 81% indicate that inflationary pressures are still increasing, and all of these will tend to put them out of business if they're not able to raise prices themselves. And 74% say inflation has negatively impacted their business's financial health. Okay? That's all to be expected. According to the Job Creator Network Small Business Owner Intelligence Quotient November release, the top five concerns for small business owners were, one, inflation. There you go. Consumer spending, well, or lack of it. General operating expenses, which are all caused by inflation, raised by inflation. Supply chain disruptions, because some, some businesses are going out of business because they can't afford to raise prices and stay in business. And taxes, and nothing prevents taxes from being raised. Although, as I have said many times, Bill Clinton was the last president to actually even suggest balancing the budget. But that's just a, a show, a sideshow that government goes through to give the impression that the government is in charge of the economy, right? And balancing the budget is something that the government should do, but it doesn't. They just have turned the economy over to the banksters and let them run the show. So even there, even had Bill Clinton gotten the government to balance the budget, it doesn't mean anything because they still operate under inflationary pressure from the spending of the Fed. It's the Fed that causes any inflation, and there's really nothing the government can do about it. So balancing the budget, as I said, is just a sideshow to give the appearance that the government actually has some control of the economy, right? That's what it is. Okay. Table scraps for you for the Goyam, right? Sussex man uh, puts in the chat room. Ports traffic cleared out. No ships waiting. No freight moving. No goods coming in. And he put. And this is from the Hal Turner radio show. Now remember, Hal Turner is a known government informant, but he has to put out good news in order to cover, you know, to pretend when he puts out fake news, fake news that uh, he's giving you reliable information 100% of the time, which is not the case. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, this is ba- really bad news. U.S. ports traffic cleared out. And we had this during COVID as well. So has it gotten much better? Apparently not. Apparently not. All those cheap goods from China, if they can't deliver the goods, then uh, local producers, it's actually good for local producers because they don't have to compete with Chinese goods if those gigantic freighters from China aren't delivering anything. Okay? So, but that also causes prices to go up. All right? So what what doesn't cause prices to go up? Uh, Okay? And that would be if the government would stop printing money, or I should say the Fed would stop printing money because the government doesn't put money in circulation. The Fed does. 
Okay. The cause of inflation. Now let's see if if Rand Paul tells the truth about this. We know he's not going to say the the three-letter word, J-E-W. We know he's not going to do that. But is he going to recite the three-letter acronym or abbreviation FRS or FRB for Federal Reserve Bank? I think he'll go there. Yes, he does. But he's not going to pronounce that other three-letter word. While various groups and pundits have tried labeling the recent increases as transitory or temporary, a.k.a. Joe Biden, Federal Reserve policymakers indicated in December that they would begin to combat rising prices. Really? Really? I'll believe that when hell freezes over. Marking an end to their era of pandemic-related stimulus efforts. No. They're just going to have a different excuse. They're going to blame it on global warming. Don't you know that rising fuel prices are caused by global warming? Or climate change? Or pixie dust raining down from the skies? Otherwise known as chemtrails, right? So... Everything, everything causes prices to increase because everything is driven by the increase of the money supply. That is the real cause of inflation. Interest rates, Rand says, which are currently set near zero to encourage employment, are expected to rise three or four times throughout the course of this year in an effort to combat inflation. No, it's not to combat inflation. It's to cover the bank's butts because they need to collect the interest on the debt. So they have to make money somehow besides inflationary spending. Otherwise, all these, and we've known that the last three or four years, banks have been failing at a great rate. That's because they can't collect interest. They've stopped lending money, period, because they can't collect interest on the loans they put out. So the the Fed has to increase interest rates so that these banks can stay afloat and have business. So Because most local banks aren't able to inflate the money supply. Only the Federal Reserve Banks have the power to do that. In England, it's the, it's the Bank of England that has the power to do that. Put the you know, imperial pound into circulation. In addition to signaling rising rates... Federal Reserve policymakers also put an abrupt end to the bond-buying program, which the Federal Reserve had been using to shovel money into the economy to encourage spending. But the people who buy these bonds have to get a return for their investment. And if the inflation rate exceeds the bond rate, they're losing money, right? So they have to stop inflating the money supply, at least temporarily, for these bondholders to get paid off. You see how this is a vicious cycle? But the the government is lying. The Federal Reserve is lying. Higher interest rates do not stop inflation. Higher interest rates do not stop the production of printed money or, you know, 
what do you call it? Uh, digital money had no effect on that whatsoever. These actions signaled by the Federal Reserve December meeting seem to suggest the Federal Reserve's skepticism of the transitory nature of rising prices. That is correct. It's not transitory. There's never going to be any end to it. It's going to get higher and higher and higher until eventually the FRN, the Federal Reserve note, becomes a valueless piece of paper, just like the hyperinflation in Germany during the Weimar Republic was caused by the Jewish banksters of that era. The only difference is we're talking a global economy here where the Federal Reserve note has been used to supply the currency for everything under the sun on planet Earth. If the inflation, if the same amount of money were used to support the American economy exclusively, you know, the American economy would have collapsed through hyperinflation a long, long time ago. So, so since this hyperinflation is actually global, the effects of it are not immediately apparent, but it is caused by increasing the money supply. That's the bottom line. This skepticism could be informed by the pre- preliminary research from the San Francisco Federal Reserve on the effects of stimulus spending on inflation. In October 2021, the Federal Reserve Bank in San Francisco found that Biden's American Rescue Plan, the $1.9 trillion package and most recent of the stimulus packages passed in March of 2021, had a statistically significant relationship to rising core inflation. And again, I wonder if somebody actually has a statistic as to when the stimulus package was issued and how many months later the prices rose by the percentage of the stimulus. Has anybody ever kept statistics on that? You know, and I'm just guessing when I say it takes about six months for such a stimulus, and every time the the Fed inflates the money supply, that's a stimulus. So it's going to, the effect of the stimulus is going to raise prices down the road. My guess is six months to a year is when that uh, will appear. So if the stimulus is, what, uh, 2% of the economy, then two, then you have a 2% inflation rate so many months later. It's guaranteed. So the Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco found that the passage of Biden's American Rescue Plan has likely pushed the inflation rate 0.3 percentage points higher. So I guess this is over a year I guess we're talking about a yearly inflation rate. So 0.3 percentage points higher. ARP, however, represents just a fraction of the dollars injected into the economy since the pandemic has started, including the Federal Reserve's own stimulus efforts and the rest of the $4.9 trillion that the United States government spent. In other words, the government borrowed $4.9 trillion from the Fed and issued checks to the people. Therewith, as quoted in FRSB's report, former Treasury Secretary Larry Summers expressed his concern on government spending contributing inflation. Quote, there is a chance that macroeconomic stimulus on a scale closer to World War II levels than normal recession levels will set off inflationary pressures of a kind we have not seen in a generation. Well, 
inflation continues to rise steadily and will continue to rise unless the printing presses and the AI money, whether that's uh, you know, uh, QR money, uh, whatever the source is. Uh, most money is, is not even in, in physical form anymore. It's blips on a computer screen registered as dollars. That's how the mortgage companies working with the Fed do it. They just, instead of giving loaning you actual money, they just add computer blip money to their computer, and then they lend that to you in the form of a check. But you have to pay that money back with your hard-earned money, okay? The banks don't earn that money, but they earn interest on that unearned money, okay? So, Summers' Summers prediction rang true, and America reached the highest levels of inflation since 1982. So, I'm still waiting for Rand Paul to tell us what the true cause of inflation is. Okay, government spending is not the true cause of inflation. Where does the government get the money that it spends if there's no taxation? There hasn't been any raise in taxation recently, folks. They borrow it from the Fed. That's the cause of the inflation. Anyway, the next section here is inflation's inequitable effects. These recent trends in rising prices, however, do not have uniform effects on the nation. While the inflation metrics lag and much is still left to be discovered, yeah, that's inflation lag. That's what the, that's a good expression, inflation lag, because as I said, the principle of first use, the person who first spends the money into the into the economy is getting full value of the current level of uh, you know the value of the money, and and therefore gets uh, really just like the, uh, the the counterfeiter. Nobody realizes that the economy has been increased by the counterfeit money, and so you you buy at the current prices at the store. But as the money supply filters down into the economy and the lack of production or the lack of wages by the worker, his paycheck still says the same amount from one year to the next, but that amount doesn't buy as much as it did the previous year. Okay. So that's how inflation hits the, the lowest ranks of society. In other words, your your wallet is being robbed constantly by inflation. And this is produced by banksters. It's not by government. It's banksters. This makes intuitive sense. So insofar as the Midwest and the South have lower overall prices, making a change of the same magnitude in these regions proportionately larger than a change in areas with a higher starting point. But it doesn't matter where you live, you, you experience higher prices and lower wages or non-increased wages. All right, with about 10 minutes left, uh, we're almost done with the article. I'm still waiting for him to pinpoint the actual cause of inflation, which is banksterism. Rising prices also disproportionately burden low- and middle-income families. 
A recent poll by Gallup has shown disparities between both income and education level in the amount of hardship reported from recent inflation trends. But you're, the middle class is taxed to promote public education, which has been making us stupider since the 1970s when uh, Billy or Jimmy Carter rather uh, created the uh, the National Education Association. Right, another government boondoggle. Government never does anything good. Never. Never. 70% of those earning under $40,000 annually reported moderate or severe hardship as a result of inflated prices in the last year compared to 28% of those earning over 100%, oh, sorry, $100,000 annually. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, 10% of 100000 is not that bad, but 10% of 40000 if that's the inflation rate, that's going to affect you tremendously. But at the same time, your tax bracket is going to go up, right? And you're going to be, if you get up to the $100,000 tax bracket, the money you earn is going to be worth 10% less from year to year. These disparities are likely to manifest from a number of different reasons. However, two direct examples of inflation's harm on low and middle income families are that these households typically possess less real assets to hedge against rising prices. Well, if you don't have gold to trade in for inflated money, which gold has always been a hedge against inflation, if you don't have any gold to trade in for, you know, what's the word, uh, liquidity, liquidity simply means money that you can spend anywhere, anytime, and you can't always do that with gold. You can't go to the dime store and hand them an ounce of gold and say, you know, give me a bunch of stuff, right? No, they won't be able to make change for your piece of gold. So you have to convert that gold into paper money at some point or some other tangible or intangible asset of a lesser value, like silver. Silver, you may be able to spend silver you know, across the counter at a store, but most of your big, uh, you know, big stores, and that have cash registers, won't be able to accept silver. And, and they, well, they'll give you market value for a dime, even if it's silver or copper or whatever or tin. So, you need to convert. If you have to convert your real assets, you do that in the way that costs you the least amount. Maybe you've got a uh, a retailer who's willing to give you full value for a piece of silver because he'll keep that piece of silver for himself, right? You'd have to establish that kind of relationship beforehand. And you're not going to have that at a bank. Bank Banks don't give you full value for coins anymore. I think they won't, won't accept it at all, okay? So one, lack of real assets. One of the most effective hedges against rising prices are real assets, such as real estate, business equity, plant property, and equipment or other tangible assets. But not all of these are liquid. Not all of these assets can be converted into cash very readily, especially real estate. If you want to cash in your real estate today, you're going to, take, you're going to have to sell low. You're going to have to sell low. You're not going to get full value of that real estate. The prices of these items usually track with the overall levels of inflation. 
Low and middle income levels are more likely to lease these types of assets than to own them. Again, there's still a liquidity factor. How easily can you convert real assets into cash when you need cash? According to research from Oxford University, and of course they're planning on getting rid of cash, and you're going to have a debit card with central bank digital currency, which they can inflate to the max, and you won't even know it. You won't even know the prices have risen because you're just working with plastic and not and not cash. You can easily determine it with cash, or you can see the prices rise at the uh, you know when you're at the checkout counter. So, central bank digital currency is simply going to make it easier for the banksters to skid, to grease the skids of inflation even easier. Okay. Research from the University of Chicago shows that that households in the top 1% of adjusted gross income account for the vast majority of income from business ownership. There's the top 1%, folks. We're the 99%. We don't benefit from any of these things, but the top 1% does. Especially if the top 1% is the banksters, who can simply create money and spend it into circulation for their wars, for their hyperinflation, for their welfare state, etc., etc. There's no skin off their hooked nose. Two, spending on high inflation categories. Low and middle income individuals are more exposed to the items that are most affected by inflation. For example, I think we talked about this already. It's fuel prices vehicle prices, etc. Okay, so he still hasn't nailed the cause of inflation. This is just an analysis of who gets affected by it the most. He has not identified the true cause of inflation. I was expecting him to blame the Fed, but I don't see him doing that. So I'm just going to go to the conclusion which is page 16 of this document. Conclusion. Government spending and the hidden regressive tax. All he's telling us is that inflationary spending is, in fact, a tax, a hidden tax. $4.9 trillion in COVID-19 stimulus spending has led to one of the highest and sustained levels of inflation in U.S. history. But they're not issuing COVID checks the last couple of years, if they have, I haven't gotten any. Though government stimulus spending was intended as a form of relief, yeah, and it, it, this did benefit lower and middle income families. There's no doubt about that. As well as some small business owners were promised that their taxes would not increase as a result of these packages. Americans are now paying a hidden tax for these policies. This price of these measures is high to all, but low and middle income households and small business owners are responsible for a higher share than their wealthy counterparts. Further spending in this time of rapidly rising prices is to impose an even higher tax on this nation's already vulnerable small business owners and low and middle income families. In the words of Milton Freeman, there is no such thing as a free lunch. But Milton Friedman also said it's the Fed that was responsible, number one, 
for the economic collapse of 1929, for the continuation of that economic collapse in terms of the Great Depression, and that the Fed was the cause of it all. I'm highly surprised that Rand Paul never got into that in this article. But you heard the truth from me. It's the Federal Reserve Bank that causes the inflation that we experience. And that's the only cause of inflation, is money creation. Money creation causes inflation, period. Or as Milton Friedman said, too many dollars chasing too few goods. Well, what causes too many dollars to happen? It's the printing press. In those days, it was the printing press. Now, it's just blips on a computer screen that are spent into circulation or loaned into circulation by the banks of the Federal Reserve System. That is the true cause of inflation. If you want to know where your misery comes from, that's where it comes from, ladies and gentlemen. Don't let anybody tell you any different. There is no other cause of inflation. It's banksters. Banksters cause inflation through the fact that they have the power granted to them by Congress in in terms of the Federal Reserve Bank to create money and spend it into circulation for whatever their needs are, not for our needs, but for their needs. Maybe they want to finance another war? Maybe? Just maybe? I smell that one coming down the pike, too. Praise Yahweh, pass the ammunition. Thanks for listening. Now you know what the true cause of inflation is. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.